Thank you, Father, for opening our eyes to see you, to know you, to be with you. Thank you, Lord, for this evening that as we come to seek you, as we come to hear your voice, your leading, we thank you, Lord, that we're here to, to, be, to yield to you, to, to flow with you, and to allow you to be Lord first of our lives, but then of this congregation and of this church and of this, this city, this nation. Father, Jesus Christ is Lord. And we give you honor and glory tonight. And you have preeminence here. Amen. Amen. We're very blessed to have our special guests, guest ministers tonight. Uh, Pastor Greg and Janice Moore are going to be ministering here tonight. And they have been a blessing to us. He's, they have been pastors uh, for well over 24 years, 27 years. They've ministered all over the world. They've, they're, uh, he is a lead instructor at Karis Bible College in uh, Woodland Park, Colorado, and, uh, and on TV and on YouTube and everywhere in between. Let's give a warm welcome to Pastor Greg Moore. Well, let's give a bigger hand to Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. So, uh, you know, many times we don't we don't recognize, um, you know, the gifts that we have among us or with us. And and uh, man, we we had uh, John come minister to our ministry school students. I'm the director of the third year ministry school at, at Karis Bible College. And we, so we, we, our goal is to get people out, you know, and minister. And, and uh, when I found out he had this vision of, you know, church planting, we wanted to, we wanted to uh, give students opportunity for that. But I mean, man, he was just such a blessing to the students. You, you guys, I mean, uh, you know, Janice and I travel and we go to a lot of churches and and, but you guys have the real deal in these pastors, and they're they're just awesome. I mean, I man, I just love love these guys, and and um, and you know, don't don't ever let uh, don't ever let familiarity you know breed contempt. Okay, or it's less it's not really contempt, it's more uh, where we tolerate rather than celebrate. We we, we need we need to celebrate. The, the gifts that God's given to us, amen? When Jesus ascended on high, he gave gifts unto men. How many of you know the gifts that he gave us are the best? And so uh, he's, given you guys, he's given you guys the best um, with your pastors. And, and uh, we, we, just, we, we recognize the real deal. We pastored for 27 years, and so we know pastors. <laughs> and uh, now we get to pastor pastors, and it's, it's just awesome. So... Uh, it's great to be here. Um, you know, I, I, while we were worshiping tonight, um, I, I heard uh, the, and I'm always, you know, when you, when you come into worship, um, well, let me just back up and say, there's only three things that I know that transform people. And our job is transformation, right? And making, making disciples. Only three things I see in the Word that, that changes people. It's, it's a revelation of the Word, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
then it's, then it's the presence of God, the glory of God, the move of the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17, we're changed even as by the glory of the Lord, the presence of the Lord. And then, and then the love of God through people. Okay, Hebrews 3 talks about how we can, our, through our love for one another. In Hebrews 10, we provoke one another to love and good works. We can bring transformation. How many of you have been... How many of you have been transformed or changed by one of those three methods? So, you know, so understanding that then, I mean, every time I come into worship, I'm, I'm listening to the Lord. What do you want to say? What do you want to do? And I heard the Lord say, or just ask the question, why are you worrying about what's going on in this world? And he said, don't you know? And then he answered or gave you know remedied the question don't you know that that my angels and your angels are ministering for the heirs of salvation and and he said i mean there's angelic ministry going on right here in this church with his people and then he told me he said what he said because you've been praying and and speaking my word uh, Psalm 10, is it 103.20, I believe it says that, that his angels hearken to the voice of his word. He said there, there are multitudes of people that have been saved and spared in Ukraine because, because you've been praying. My angels are protecting people, shifting miss, missiles and, and bullets and, and bombs and, and all kinds of... He said you're going to hear a lot of the stories... Well, this side of heaven, well, you're going to hear a lot more on the other side of heaven. And he's just, he's just telling me to tell you he's got, uh, he's got angels working. That doesn't mean that nobody's going to die or there's not going to be, but he's, he's got angels working because we're speaking the word and we're praying. And, and, it, and angels are working on your behalf. Praise God. Are angels real? Praise the Lord. So I'm just, Lord, let them work. Go for it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, we, we thank you for the work of angelic ministry in our lives, but uh, also what you're doing there in Ukraine. Uh, Father, min they're ministering to the heirs of salvation there in Jesus' name. Amen? Praise God. So uh, this is my beautiful bride, Janice. Why don't you stand up, honey? And, and uh, she's awesome. Thank you. We're We've been we've been married a few years and and uh, we're uh, <laughs> we've been married 50 years this last year yeah last November and uh, she was 18 I was 19 and we were ba we were babies and and uh, but but we just uh, they figured they figured it out last night how old we were yeah so. Uh, but this is just this is just a great time for, in our lives because we get to, you know, pour into uh, into people. We get to meet people like you and share the things that God's sharing with us. It's just it's just awesome. And uh, so, thank you, Pastor John, Debbie, for for y'all's hospitality and and Tally for for working to get us the right place and all this. So. Uh, you know, we've got, I've got some good things in my heart I want to share uh, tonight. I do want to share with you about my, my newest book. It's called Walking in Wisdom. And um, 
this is it, this is really kind of my life story because when I, I was the oldest of five children brought up in a single parent home and in uh, Davenport, Iowa. Okay, so we're not, not too far from there and, um, and just right on the Mississippi River and, and my, my dad uh, left my mom and my youngest brother was eight, I think eight, eight months old. And, uh, and my mom was a, just a sweetheart of a woman, but a terrible decision maker. And so I felt my dad wasn't around. I felt like a ship lost at sea. And just as a young boy, before I knew the Lord, uh, we went to a Lutheran church, but I never heard the gospel there. Martin Luther that wouldn't have been happy about that church. But anyway, I, I'm not in not all Lutheran churches are like that, but this one, I didn't hear the gospel. But uh, I prayed. I believed that there was a God. I said, God, would you show me how to live? Because I wanted a family. I knew I, I was, I, and I'm 10 or 11 years old. I, I wanted a family because mine was busted up. And I said, you know, I don't, but I don't even know. I wouldn't, I didn't have a good model. I wouldn't even know how to be a good husband, to be a good parent. And would you, would you show me, would you teach me how to live? And, and that's really what, that's what this book is about, is how to make, how to, how to draw out the mind of Christ and make good decisions in life. How many of you are interested in that? Okay. This generation, and this is not what I'm, Overall, what I'm going to talk about tonight, though, some of the principles I'm going to share with you are in this book. Uh, tomorrow morning, actually, in, uh, at Karis, Minneapolis, I'm going to be teaching from this book. If you'd want to come or you could, uh, I don't, uh, anyway, but you can get the book, okay? And also, I've got, uh, uh, I'm now on, um, I'm now on um, television. I, and that's that's a miracle because I've got a radio face. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they have to do a lot to fix me up for <laughs> for TV. <laughs> Man, all things are possible. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> my son is my son is. Andrew's, Andrew Womack's daily television producer, and he produces all, and he wanted to produce a program for me, and I'm on gospeltruth.tv. It's called Wisdom for Living. And you can go, you can, you can get that. You can go, uh, you can also go on my website, gregmore.com, and, uh, and see that. So, uh, but you, you can get the book, plus you can get the, the TV broadcast uh, back there for a, a, a deal. And uh, we're also... Uh, we're all just, also just believing God for TV partners. So if you'd like to help us, because it costs about $500 or so, or so per show. And so, yeah, so it did, you know, it doesn't, it's not cheap to make me, make my radio face look good for TV. <laughs> so anyway, but I do have good content. If you can get past, if you can get past the face and you can, you can really... We can have some good content. Anyway, we, uh, the, the bottom line is this generation is information rich and wisdom poor. I'm not talking about the church, but, but, but this generation, I mean, we've got, you, you, can, you can Google anything. You can get information, anything you want to know about anything. 
Is that true? All this knowledge available to us. And you, I, I mean, my grandson, six, six years old, little Riker, he's got a friend called Alexa. <laughs> he says, he said, Alexa, tell me how old Tyrannosauruses are. <laughs> Whatever he wants to ask, he's asking this. Anyway, and we got all this information, but we can't get along. We can't, we can't find the answers to the world's problems. That's, guys, uh, Houston, we have a problem with all this knowledge and we don't know what to do with it. Well, that's what this book is about, how to, how to mine out the wisdom of God that's on the inside of you. So uh, who, who would really ex acknowledge that you could use some wisdom and you would like to, and you would read this, if you'd read it and then draw it out, I'll give it to you, okay? Okay, so... Uh, You know where our table is, and you can go back there and you will sign the copy and give it to him. Praise God. It's good to see you, Joni. Praise the Lord. All right, so open your Bibles wherever you'd like. Um, I'm going to be in Psalms 85, if you want to join me. And uh, I'll tell you a funny first. Is that okay? So I want to talk about the, uh, so Psalm, we're going to be in Psalms 85, and then uh, I want to tell you, the, tell you funny here. This is called The Difference Between Men and Women. Did y'all know that there's a difference? So uh, when it comes to money, a man will pay $2 for a $1 item he needs. A woman will pay $1 for a $2 item that she doesn't need, but it's on sale. <laughs> Bathrooms. A man has six items in his bathroom. Toothbrush, toothpaste, shaving cream, razor, bar of soap, and a towel. The average number of items in a typical woman's bathroom is 337. <laughs> and a man would not be able to identify more than 10 of these items. <laughs> Arguments. A woman has the last word in any argument. Anything a man says after that's the beginning of a new one. future. <laughs> a woman worries about the future until she gets a husband. A man never worries about the future until he gets a wife. <laughs> Success. A successful man is one who, who makes more money than his wife can spend. A successful woman is one who can find such a man. <laughs> Marriage. Um, um, a woman marries a man expecting he will change, but he doesn't. A man marries a woman expecting she won't change, but she does. <laughs> Offspring, ah, children. A woman knows all about her children. She knows about the dentist appointments, the romances, the best friends, favorite foods, secret fears, hopes and dreams. And a man is vaguely aware of some short people living in his house. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I don't care who you are right there. That's funny. Okay, so Psalm uh, 85. Y'all there? 
Psalm 85 and verse 6. Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. Say, I will hear. Say that with me. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people and to his saints, but let not them turn back again to folly. I just, uh, I know, I think it was last year you were talking about hearing God, weren't you, uh, Pastor John? And, but what, what I want to share with you tonight, or, uh, and maybe on into tomorrow night, is uh, hindrances to hearing God's voice clearly. What, because John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. How many of you are his sheep? And then everybody say, bah. Bah. say, I'm a sheep. I'm not a goat. You know, you know what goats do, don't you? Yeah, I love, I, love my, I love my pastor, but. I love my husband, but. I believe by his stripes I'm healed, but. Whatever's on the other end of your butt is what you really believe. Are you hearing me? And so he said here that we can hear his voice. And in verse uh, John 10, verse 4, it said, When he brings out his sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. So say, I can hear his voice, and I can recognize his voice. His voice is distinguishable. It's recognizable. And he, and he said we could hear his voice. We can we, we can um, we, we, we can know his voice. Um, Isaiah 50 verse 4 says, The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned, that word learned is disciple, that I should know how to speak a word in season. How many of you would like to speak a word in season to those who are weary? How many of you ever received a word out of season? Yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to give people the, a word in season. Um And he wakens me morning by morning. Every day he awakens me. Look at your neighbor and say, he's he's talking to you right now. He wakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as a disciple, as the learned. He awakens my, what does he waken us to? To hear. There are times, how many of you ever had the Lord, you, you know it was either a dream or you woke up and you know it wasn't normal. And you know that God, uh, it was like God's wanting to talk to you. How many of you ever had the Lord, you woke up and you just like something you knew, well, pray, man. All right, Lord, what do you want to say? What are, you, what are you saying to me? Don't just try to figure it out with your pea brain. Begin to seek the Lord. God's got things to speak to us. Are you hearing me? And then Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. Okay, now... Just the fact that you're born again, you give God pleasure. But how many of you have children? And how many of you love your children? And they give you pleasure just being your kids, right? But then, but then how many of you that have children know that there are some things that they do that really blesses you? How many of you ever had your child do something that really blessed you? How many of you ever had them do something that didn't bless you? I mean, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm preaching one one day, on uh, one Sunday morning, and about the favor of God, and and how how uh, you know God loves everybody, but 
but he favors us. He favors his, his own. And, 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 I, and I was given the example of my, uh, my two granddaughters, Addie and Ellie, I mean Addie and uh, Madeline. Addie and Madeline were in a, they were six years old and they were in this dance recital in Fort Worth, Texas. And, uh, and we got to go to the dance recital and they were in dance number eight or number, no, number seven and number 44 and number 52. <laughs> and 52 was the last one. And so we were there all day. And, but, and, and, what I, and, and what I did, I started, and I said, you know, they didn't do every move perfect, but that didn't diminish our favor of them. And even when they did it right, that didn't add our favorite value to them. And I, and I showed pictures of them up on the screen. And it happened, my, my little granddaughter Madeline was sitting in the second row, and I just kind of walked over and was talking about it, and was looking at the pictures, and I said, did you know uh, the, the only pictures that we took were of Addie and Madeline? And she leapt up off of her chair into my arms and he was like the message is over man I'm, I'm done it's like you know so you're you know i mean i mean your kids or grandkids can do things to really bless you right and so he said it's without faith it's impossible to please him so if you want how many of you really want to bless the lord okay it's by faith but now but now watch this Faith comes, Romans 10, 17, faith comes by, faith comes by, and then, and then how, how do we bless the Lord? By faith. Well, if, 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 if we bless the Lord through our faith and faith comes by hearing, you and I can't bless the Lord apart from hearing. Apart from hearing Him. And God doesn't have any grandchildren. He only has children. And I'm telling you guys that there, 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 are, there are businesses yet to be birthed. There are innovations yet to be, yet, yet to, yet to be manifested. There, there, there are songs yet to be written. There are books yet, I mean, and, and, and books yet to be written. There are, there are um, ministries yet to be birthed. There, there are... Uh, Answers to age-old problems that are yet to be solved. And it, it's, it, all, it all hinges on you and I hearing Him. That's what blesses Him because how many of you know He knows the answer? He knows how to fix stuff. He knows how to resolve things. And He knows even if the enemy attacks your body with some kind of, you know, something, how many of you know He knows the answer of, how, of your way out of that. And, 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 it, and Isaiah, I think it's Isaiah 48, 17 says, the Lord thy God teaches you to profit. He, he's going to teach you to profit during, during uh, you know, economic challenges like what we're seeing right now. Are you hearing me? Guys, the, the, but the key is that you and I have to realize that the answer is you and I him allowing him to waken our ear morning by morning, he's going to show us. He's going to show us what to do. He's going to show us who to connect with, or who to disconnect from. I'm speaking to someone right now. In fact, it's in my book, Walking in Wisdom, 
The Bible said that he that walks with wise men shall be wise. But also the companion uh, of immoral people, you know, are, you're, you're going to have you're going to have problems. Uh, you show me your inner circle of friends, and I'll show you your future. And I'm not saying that that I'm not saying you should cut off all relationship with with people, but there are some there are, and I'm hearing that right now. Okay, that that the key to you going to the next step in in the in the plan of God for your life is that somebody's got to disconnect from the inner circle of friends that you've got or one or two friends that they're they're not they're not challenging you to challenging you to fo to follow God they're not challenging you to, and they're not helping you in your purpose and and I and I'm telling you, that's it's wisdom for you that guys you, you if you're going to go on with with the Lord you got to be hanging out with you can't fly with the eagles and hang out with the turkeys Billy Upperheart says don't take your ducks to eagle training school. <laughs> Amen. You just you you need and and it doesn't mean you have to treat those those friends with any disrespect or anything. But you just they don't need to be part of your inner circle. And I'm speaking to someone here. Part of your problem is who your close inner circle of friends are. And 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 you need to disconnect from. Uh, from some of those as far as being real close and intimate with them you can still you know you can still treat them right and all that but you don't need they don't need to be your close inner circle and and so the bottom line is guys the key to our success and what God what God has for us is that we've got to we've got to learn first of all we can hear God and and following him that's that's the uh, and and we can know and recognize his voice and if we'll do that Man, we're going to see success. We're going to see, we're, we're going to see the things we've been praying about. Strongholds are going to be broken. Man, problems are going to be resolved. Things are going to happen when, we, when you and I hear God. When you and I have an intimate relationship with Him. You can't get in to the kingdom on somebody else's coattails. He wants to have a relationship with you. Are you hearing me? And, and so... I, you know, I know, I'm, I know this is a Friday night crowd and I'm preaching to the choir, okay? But uh, I just I want you to know the key, the key he said in here in Psalm, if you, will you not revive us again? The key to revival and the move of God is you and I connecting with the Holy Spirit and hearing from Him and following Him. Amen? Praise God. So, what, but what, what is it that hinders people from hearing God? So I, I, I want to kind of approach this from the, uh, the obstacle side. of well, Why is it that so many have difficulty hearing him and recognizing his voice? Because I don't know about you, but it's like when Janice and I pastored for 27 years, I mean, doing what I'm doing now is really a lot easier than it was when I was pastor. And I had to come up with a new message all the time, man. I couldn't. I couldn't pull out something and pre and it's not that I do that now. I'm praying and hear hear God, but you got to you got to learn to hear God, Amen. If you're gonna if you're gonna pastor and you're gonna lead, and um, why is it that so many people have difficulty hearing Him? I don't. I wouldn't know how to. I don't know how to minister without hearing from Him. And I'm seeking the Lord about God. What do you? I mean, I've got 
after years of spending time in the Word, I've got lots of things in my heart, and what do the people need, and, and why is it that everybody can't hear from God like I do? Well, you can, but there are obstacles that stand in the way. And so I want to share with you hindrances to hearing God clearly. Number one is ignorance of the Word. Uh, Romans 10, 17 reveals to us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the Word of God is the standard that you measure everything that you hear by. Everything you hear, every uh, and, and a lot of things we hear, it's, it's like a, you know, you know it's, it, it's, it's like an impression. It's like, it's, it's not like an audible voice. It's like, you know, a thought comes to me and, and, and I'm, and I'm, what I'm doing if, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when I hear every time I think I'm hearing through an impression or a thought or whatever, I measure, it, if I measure it by the Word of God. Well, the more of His Word I'm intimately acquainted with and, and, and that I have established in my heart, the more accurate my hearing is going to be. Does that make sense? So what's your name right here? Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, man, the hand of God's on your life, guy. And man, the Lord, uh, I, I, just, I just hear that there's like a king and a priest thing going with you. And, and I don't mean to be weird with that, okay? I just mean you're gonna. I just mean you're gonna do. I, you're gonna be successful, like in business and ministry. There's there's like business and ministry in you. And so, uh, man, God's gonna use you. And if you'll be, if you'll, if you will focus on Him and develop your sensitive sensitivity to hear His voice, that is gonna. You're gonna be leaps and bounds beyond whatever you can just do going to college and doing the normal. Thing okay? Are you what, how old are you? Twenty-one. Okay, so are you in college right now, or okay? You're in Karis. Praise God. Well, God's going to use you, man, big time. And so, uh, and and so, uh, it's important who you connect with. All right. And I'm I'm telling you, he's going he's going to use you, and he's going to bless you abundantly financially. Praise God. So, Father, we just bless Aaron. Thank you that your hands on his life, and uh, thank you for the favor of God. I just hear the favor of God. And people are going to wonder, Aaron, by the success that comes through your life, why, what is it about this guy, why he's so blessed and so successful, and it's going to, you're going to be an attraction to other people. In Jesus' name, amen? Praise God. So, <clears throat> but guys, there, there has never been a time when we, need to, when we need to have an intimate relationship with God through His Word like now. And I don't mean, you know, memorizing so many verses. I mean having a revelation of the Word where you're spending time in His Word and letting the Spirit of God speak to you. And in, and in especially listening to, uh, also listening to your pastor and, and others that God's putting in, in your heart to be, uh, to, to grow in, in, in the Word. And so you have revelation of, of the Word of God. The more we take time to meditate in His Word, the better equipped we are to determine what, whatever we're hearing, how does it, is it line up, right? And so the, one of the biggest reasons why people have struggled hearing God is, is, is they, they're ignorant of the Word. They're, they're, you know, they've just got a mental thing about the Word, and, and, and it's, just, it's just in their mind, but it's not in their heart. And 
2 Peter 1, 18 through 19. Now this is in the King James. Okay, and this, and this voice which came from heaven we heard and when we were with him in the holy mount, we also have a more sure word of prophecy. And so he said, when we were, remember, well, they were, uh, uh, Peter, James, John went up with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. And he said, uh, and, and God spoke to them. This is my son. Hear him, right? And he said, we heard that voice. And then he says, uh, in, in 2 Peter 1, 18 19, we also have a more sure word of prophecy. More sure than the audible voice of God. Okay? He's talking about the audible voice of God, but he said, we, uh, we've got a more sure word than the audible voice of God, whereunto you do well if you take heed uh, as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your heart. So this is Peter's account of hearing God's audible voice on the Mount of Transfiguration. You would have thought he would have said, man, I mean, I know how to hear God because I heard his voice, audible voice, but he said, look, I've got a more sure word than that, and that's, that's the written word of God. And you know why people miss hearing God so many times? They place greater value on a, the supernatural way God can speak than, than the written word of God. And I, I could give a rip about, I mean, I've, I've had an angel sit in my car one time and the hair stand back on my neck and and I it was it was pretty awesome but but uh I I had to check out everything that he said to me with the word because Joseph Smith heard heard from a angel of light a, a, a demonic angel and started started a cult so I don't care how supernatural it is you're not impressing me that, that you know, you had a vision, a dream, a prophetic word that's not a pathetic word, you know. And I mean, I, I'm, all, I'm all, look, I'm, I'm open. I mean, we just heard, I just heard today God's, tonight God's got angels ministering. I believe there's angels ministering on your behalf. And I heard that, but, I, but, but you know, it, what I heard I started lining up with the word that I knew, right? And I, I, I started, I got my phone and started, okay, what did you say about angels, Lord? And I looked it up in the word. I wouldn't have shared it if it doesn't line up with the written word. Yeah? And so, you know, Paul, Paul confirms this in 2 Corinthians 4, 13. And this is back in the New King James, guys, so I don't want to mess with you. I'm, Stay with the New King James now. The one that Paul wrote, right? <laughs> it's just the ones with the, without the these and the thous. And, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written. Everybody say, according to what is written. See, faith comes by hearing. hearing and he said, it's, a, it's whatever you hear is going to be according <clears throat> to what is written. Amen? And so... You know, the Spirit of God's not going to be leading you to do something that violates the written Word of God. It's not going to, not going to do that. And there's 1 John 5, 7. There are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. And so, 
that it, God's not ever going to lead you to do something, the Holy Spirit's not going to lead you to do something that doesn't line up with the Word. I remember my wife and I were ministering to this gal one time that had voice, heard voices. And these voices were telling her to do all kinds of things, divorce her husband. Uh, I, I was just weird stuff. She was, and, and we just, and she, and she said, I, we said, well, those voices are demonic. It doesn't line up with the Word of God. She said, well, no, I know they're true because uh, she lived in South Texas, and she said, they told me that a hurricane was going to come and come and before the hurricane got in the Gulf, and, he, and they, they told me it's going to come right through this city and that town, and that's where it came. And I said, well, do you think the, the devil that started up started the hurricane might know the city he's going to take it to? And why would you want to listen to those voices? And she held on to those voices, so we couldn't. We couldn't get. We couldn't get her. We couldn't get her free. Um, Psalm fifty-one six says, "Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and the hidden part you'll make me to know wisdom." So, His word, God's word, is the source of all wisdom, guys. And though, and the more we have a relationship with the word, the more accurate your hearing's going to be. So I know, I know that Moses knew knew God's ways. The children of Israel knew his acts. I know God's ways. I know his character because I know his word. And I measure everything I hear and everything somebody tells me in, li in line with his character. I know that he's not going to violate his word. His spirit of God is not going to do that. So, so I'm, if you want to hear God clearly, you need to know God's character you could start with just 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient, love is kind, it doesn't envy, doesn't boast, it's not proud, it's not rude, it's, you know, it always believes, always hopes, always trusts. Uh, you could also go to Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the, that the fruit of the Spirit is His love, joy, peace, patience, uh, goodness and mercy and all, I mean kindness and all those things. And, and so whenever I hear something, okay, I run it through the screen of what I know about his character. And that, I'm, I'm telling you, that saved my bacon so many times. And I, I just, I am not, don't, I mean, can I tell you that I've gotten, I've gotten more prophetic words <laughs> probably than I've ever had dollars in my life? <laughs> I've gotten so many prophetic words and and I and may not we we had prophetic people and I love prophetic people but they they would bring me I don't know if they've ever done this to you Pastor John probably not anybody in Minnesota like do this but in Texas <laughs> in Texas <laughs> they bring me a book of words give me a book of words and then and and I just tell them listen I can't stop to read your book I mean listen. I got a book here of words. <laughs> okay? Uh, boil it down to one or two pages, please. Okay? And, and, and then, I mean, I'm not, God's not that complex. Just if he's saying something, he do, I don't need to read your book to get to, get to the bottom line. What's he saying, right? And, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I mean, I just, just I, I'm, I would tell him, look, if you got a word, I want you to put it in an email, send it to me. And if, and if I pray over it, if it lines up with, and it witnesses to my heart, 
then I'm going to put it in a file and, and pray over that. And, I, and I, look, I war with those things, okay? I know that there are good prophetic words, but there's, a, there's more prophetic, pathetic words that I've weeded out because I know the written word. I had a guy come to me one time that I guess he was wanting me to do the wedding ceremony for he and his, his girlfriend or now fiance. And he had just met her about six weeks before. And, and he'd known her for about a two-month period of time online. And she's in an Eastern European nation. She's 25 years younger than him. And he's coming to me and he said, now, and then God's told me, we're getting married in six weeks. And I just told him, listen, I'm not God and I'm not Cupid. But I know God's character. Now, I understand there's a balance here because the, the word does say it's better to marry than to burn. Okay, so I, I understand that side of it. But I also know this. And I, I told him, I said, you don't love this girl. I do too. I said, no, sir, you don't. You don't love this girl. Uh, I, he said, why? Why? I mean, he, get, he was getting mad. Why? I, I, I said, I didn't, I'm not cursing the relationship. You've, but you got three strikes against you already. I mean, you're 25 years older than her. You've got a language problem, a culture problem. And, and you're telling me now God's told you you're going to get married in six weeks. I said, dude, uh, you, you know, you're not in love. You're in heat. That's what you are. Well, he wasn't, he didn't. But I said, here's the, here, here, here's, the, here's the reality. I'm not telling you the relationship is not of God. I'm not going to curse it. But here's what I know. I know God and I know His character. And I know that God is love. And love is first patient. And patient right now you are not. So the timing of this is... I'm. I, See, I know the Word, and the more I know the Word, and you know the Word, and especially when you know God's character, then you can weed out all this flesh. Now, maybe that relationship was of the Lord, but the timing of it. I said, if you love the girl, let her, you haven't even had a good argument with her yet. <laughs> how are you going to... how? This is, anyway, I know his character, and, and, and you, you, need, you need to be patient, and you're not patient right now, dude. And so that's going to, that's going to, that could abort your relationship. Anyway, he wasn't happy with me, and he left, and, and but I, I don't care, I, I don't care. When I, when I join two people together, I tie a hard knot, and I, myself personally, after doing it wrong for a lot of years, I will not marry somebody that we haven't done premarital counseling with, you know, four or five sessions. And then, and then if they haven't known one in their six months, I'm not going to marry them. I'm just not. I mean, you know, that's, and I'll, I mean, I'm not cursing the relationship, but, you know, I just, I just, because I want to make sure they're hearing God. And I know that God is love and love is what? Patience. So the more you know God's word and the more you know his character, the easier it is to weed out all the stuff that, that people say is God. And they'll pull the God card out. Well, I don't, 
man, don't use a God card on me. I, I, know, I know this character. But here's my question. Do you? And that's no condemnation. But do you know his character? And if you spent time knowing the Lord like that, if you know him like that, you're going to hear him clearly. Amen? And you can weed out, if, in, if you can weed out all the other stuff. The second thing that is an obstacle to hearing God is the fear of man. The fear of man. In Proverbs, and this is a big one, Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man brings a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. And it'll, this will cost you the ability to lead. It'll cost you wisdom. You, you won't hear God clearly. If, you, if you're fearing man more than fearing God. The fear of man is what cost Saul his kingdom. He was more concerned about what the people, what the people thought of him. And he, and he lost his kingdom. You can see that in 1 Samuel 15. I'm not going to take the time to read it. The fear of man is what cost Eli his place in the priesthood, in, in the kingdom, because he honored his sons more than he honored God. In, in 1 Samuel 2, 29 and 30, why did you kick at my sacrifice and my offering, which I've commanded in my dwelling place, and honor your sons uh, more than me to make yourselves fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel, my people? Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house uh, and, and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will honor and those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. What, what happened? He was honoring his sons more than he could because he wouldn't restrain his sons from, uh, you know, having prostitutes at the temple and, uh, and, and, all, and all of that. And guys, here's the, here's the problem. See, uh, Proverbs 29, 26, seeking, uh, let, me, let me read that. Proverbs 29, 26 talks about the seeking the ruler's favor. It says, many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord. And who is it, who is it you're seeking favor and honor from, guys? Whoever that is more than God is going to hinder you from hearing the Lord. Because John, John 5, uh, 44 says, how can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the, only, uh, from the only God. How can you believe? Now let's, let's stop and go back to well, faith comes by and hearing by the Word of God. Okay, uh, believe, uh, you, know, fa you know, believing is just, is just acting on what you're, uh, on, I mean faith is just acting on what you believe. And so here he said, how can you believe? And if, if faith comes by hearing and, and belief is, is uh, is in that same, you know, in, is part of that process. If faith comes by hearing and belief comes by hearing, then how can you hear? If, if, how can you believe if you honor somebody else more than God? How are you going to hear if you honor somebody else more than God? Your hearing can be limited by who you honor more than the Lord. So I'm not saying to not respect your parents. I'm not saying, 
you know, don't, don't respect your authorities. But, but there are people, there are people who, who basically we're, we're afraid to make decisions. We're afraid we hear God. We know He's speaking to us, but we're afraid to act on that because we got somebody else up here. Somebody else that we're, we're afraid of. And it could be a boss. It could be a, a partner. It could, I, don't know, I don't know what it is. But you've got to answer that, guys. If you're going to hear God, you've got to deal with the fear of man in your life. Because how can you believe? And if belief comes by hearing, then how can you hear when you honor somebody more than God? That's John 5, 44. You just, you just look at it. And then and Psalms 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We can't walk, begin to walk in wisdom. <clears throat> and, if, and, and if we're, in other words, if we're, not hear, if we're not hearing God, you can't walk in wisdom. And you can't begin to, uh, if the fear of the Lord is, is ruling your heart. Now, when, when God began to call my wife and I to ministry, I had... Um, you know, I'd been successful in business. Okay, I had a large wholesale, large wholesale floors business in Houston, Texas, and making a lot of money. And and um, for a, a long period of time, I I was living under the the fear of man. Basically, I was trying to build a platform big enough that my dad would come and watch me and and approve of me. And and I, God had to show me that that I was, you know, I was doing I was doing what I was doing for the wrong reason. Well, finally he did come, and finally he, you know, he thought it was awesome that I was running this business and everything. And then, and then my wife comes to me one day and says, uh, "God, I was in prayer today, and God told me I was going to be a pastor's wife." And I said, well, that means one of three things. <laughs> I'm going to die. You're going to marry a pastor. We're going to get divorced. You're going to marry a pastor. Or God's going to change my heart because I, I didn't have much patience for the, for the lazy saints on the pew because I had a street ministry at the time. And Anyway, but also, also was just the whole issue of if I go to Bible school, now I've got to lay aside my success in all the finances and trust God in another realm that I that I had no confidence in. I didn't talk in front of people. Y'all are still wondering about that, I know, but I didn't I did not talk in front I mean, you know, I public speaking no way, one on one, but not and and it's like, God, how can you do you know what you're doing? Okay? Because this is I'm not I'm not your guy for this. I mean, making money, giving money. I mean, man, I'm cool with that. <laughs> but getting up in front of people and talking, that's not my deal. You know, and anyway, uh, and, then, and then, then I had to run the risk of my dad um, basically being ashamed of me. I mean, they thought I was crazy. They thought I was going into an, to an, to a cult. And... All this stuff, and they thought I was nuts, and 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 so you you know. But I went to Bible college, and I mean, I would have gone to Karis if Karis would have been around. But I went to Rama, and my now my dad and granddad did they did come to my graduation finally. But I mean, it took a while, 
to, for them to be, they thought I was crazy. And, and guys, to follow the Lord, it's going to take you not, you're not trying to disappoint people, but in order to follow Him, you, you have to be willing to disappoint other people. And you're not trying to disappoint them, but following the Lord, everybody's not going to be pleased with that. But I'm telling you that it's the fear of man that stands in the way from us hearing God. And many times, you're just, you're just one act of walking in the fear of the Lord away from a, from a vibrant relationship with Jesus where you're hearing God. And, I, and again, I'm not saying you, you, where you're just trying to be in everybody's face and, and trying to be obnoxious and trying to do things to disappoint people, but you, you're not, guys, you, you're not going to please everybody. There's only one key I know to, uh, to failure in life, and that is try to please everybody. <laughs> I don't really know the key to success by, by itself, but I know one thing, it's, it's trying to please everybody is, is the way to failure. And you're just not going to be able to please everybody. Not everybody's going to be thrilled with you. Making to, you know, and so it's like if, you're, if you are going to hear God, you, you have to be willing to follow Him if that means I disappoint somebody. And I'm not trying to disappoint anybody. Before I step out, and it was like the thing with you know, going to Bible college. It's like, God, are you sure? And then my wife came to me, and then he, God started dealing with me. And, 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 and I mean, it was like, it was very clear. I knew what I was supposed to do. So I'm not saying, you know, to do something, but, but I had to be willing then to take that step and disappoint people or them not be happy with my decision. And, and somebody is one step away from being willing to disappoint somebody in order, in order to please God, to have the kind of relationship that, man, you're going to be on fire spiritually. Are you hearing me? And guys, it, it, it's, and again, I'm not, I, you know, I don't, I'm not, who, who loves to disappoint people? I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I, I like, I like it when somebody says amen or they like the message. But you know what? I'm going to preach what God told me to preach, even if somebody, if people don't like it. Because I'm not doing it to, tr to try to impress people. Guys, you cannot bless those you're trying to impress. That's about you. And so it's like, all right, God, my, my life is in your hands. I'm, I'm all in. I'm going to follow you if it hair lips the devil and the pope and my dad and everybody else. I'm going to follow you. And so that's my question. Are, are, guys, are you, uh, are you willing to do that? Because that's what it's going to take for you to have a life where you're hearing God. And this is the area that stops so many people. Um, I remember counseling with Paul, Paul Milligan. Is anybody familiar with Paul Milligan? Paul Milligan was Andrew's CEO uh, for several years, and he's on his board today, uh, Andrew Womack's CEO. And Paul Milligan was an elder in my church. And when I first came to Decatur, Texas, to pastor there, um, we had this gal that came from our ch church in Houston who was demonized not demon-possessed, because she was born again, I think. But, I mean, this girl 
was wall-to-wall in her mind, messed up. And, I mean, she levitated up the wall, okay? I mean, this, this was, it was, it was wild. And, I mean, you know, Paula and I were ministering to her and trying to, trying to get her free. And, in fact, in fact, when she was yielding to those demons, she said, she looked at me and she said, and his voice came out like a man's voice, I know you. See, I know what you did when you were 16 years old and started telling me all this stuff that I did when I was 16. I looked at Paul and I said, it's true. <laughs> and Paul said, quick, let's cast the devil at her before, <laughs> before, he, before she tells him about what I did when I was 16. <laughs> true story, man true story <laughs> but when she was in a lucid moment Paul Milligan spoke to her and he wasn't even talking to her he was talking to me the Spirit of God was because he said this statement I've never forgotten and it set me free that day it was like I had a Damascus Road experience it was like I was born again again though I wasn't it was just there was a level of freedom that came he said he said to fear God is to fear nothing else. And I couldn't hear another word. I don't know today whether the girl ever got free. But this, this pastor got free. I was pastoring them. To fear God is to fear nothing else. And I saw, I was walking, I had just been in, in that church about a year, and I was afraid of everything. I was afraid to preach on some subjects because somebody didn't agree with me. I was trying to get messages to try impress people so they would stay. And all of, I mean, I just saw it. It was like, and I, and I heard John Osteen, who was our pastor, Joel's dad. I heard him say, when I stopped preaching fancy sermons, our church started to grow. And all of a sudden, I, I, what did he mean by that? When I stopped trying to impress people, when I stopped preaching things because of the fear of man, then, it, then and, and it, that's what I was doing. And I, I, it was like, all right, Lord, I mean, I was repenting. I, and, we, and we drove down to Houston, I think, to see Janice's parents that weekend. And it was like the sky was bluer, the grass was greener. And I, and I said, never again am I going to do anything in ministry or anything in life uh, following the fear of man to try to impress people. God, I'm going to do what you told me to do. And you know, Proverbs 14, 26 says, in the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. I came back that next weekend and ministered, and I, I, it's like the power of God just started flowing through me. It was like, man, it was electric. It was like, man, I started, I was hearing God accurately. It was like, I was like, I was totally different person. It was like, Superman. It was like Clark Kent turning into Superman. It was a confidence in that when you put confidence in, in what God has said and you act on that and, and you're not concerned about the jeers or the cheers. You're not concerned about the commendations or the condemnations. Then what happens is, man, you get free to minister. You get free to touch people. You get free to the, the anointing of God on the inside flows out of you. Praise God. Somebody here needed to hear that.
Somebody here. You, 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 it's, like, it's like there's the enemy has bound you with the fear of man. And the Lord wants to free you right now. And if that's you, I want you to be bold enough to lift your hand. I want to pray for you. If that's you. They're just, you, you, know, you know who that is. Praise God. Why don't you stand up? I want to pray for you. And thank you for your humility. You know what? It took, it took the fear of God to have you to stand up and break the fear of man. What are people going to think about me? If you really knew what, how little they did think about you, you wouldn't worry about it. But in Jesus' name, I want you to lift, lift your hand and put one hand on your heart, okay? Father, in the name of Jesus, I just, I, right now, I, I just cancel out the fear of man. I break that bondage off of them in the name of Jesus. And I release, Father, the strong fear of the Lord. Conf that, that confidence is going to flow through them. And Father, we set them free in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you they're going to act against that fear. And there's freedom coming to them in the name of Jesus. And boldness is coming. A confidence is coming. The anointing is being released in, in and through your lives. And you're going to hear God. We break off that shell that's limited you from hearing the Lord clearly. You're going to hear Him now in Jesus' name. You're going to, he's going to awaken you, you're, you by morning by morning. You're going to hear His voice very, very clearly. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Just, just say, Father, I thank you for setting me free from the fear of man in Jesus' name. And reveal to me, Lord, anything I need to know about, about why that's happening, why I'm, I'm afraid. And, and Lord, I, I receive revelation from you for freedom in Jesus' name, for freedom that you set me free tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's give the Lord praise. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, God's going to show you how to act on this, guys, without being arrogant, without being rude, but He's going to show you how to act on this. And you know, you just acted on it just then, standing up. Praise God. And I'm, I'm telling you, this is, this is, this is powerful. One, one more thing. I want to go into is this is this okay tonight yeah. it is praise God so one more thing and there's there's more than this um, because I, I think what I'm gonna we're gonna do tomorrow night is we're gonna activate you in hearing God where the gifts are gonna operate because there are two primary areas that were besides dealing with the fear of man there are two primary areas that really activate you and then you can learn to develop in hearing God is one is in your giving. One is in giving finances and giving your time and you know, just giving, just sowing. Another one is in the operating the gifts of the Spirit. And so I, I believe tomorrow night we're going we're gonna to activate you in the gifts of the Spirit. Because uh, Galatians chapter 3, just look at that, Galatians 3 and verse 5. And we'll, we'll mention it again tomorrow night. But um, let me find it. It says, Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by, the, by some formula 
or does he do it by the, he said, do, it, do it by the hearing of faith? How do, how do the gifts of the Spirit operate? See, he who supplies the Spirit to you, that word supply there is the word epikoriego. Okay, and don't worry about trying to worry about remembering. The, but it's where we get the word our choreography. So how many of you would like to flow with the choreography of the Spirit? Okay, so he said, he, said, he, he who operates in the choreography of the Spirit, in other words, you're in tune and in step with the Spirit, and works miracles among you. How many of you want to see miracles operate? How is it going to be? Some formula? Or are you going to do it by the hearing of faith? See, the gifts of the Spirit are the gifts of the Spirit are activated through hearing. And are you acting on that? And in dealing with the fear of man that we just because that fear and pride is what stops us. So many times. It's just fear and pride. You know, well, what if I miss it? Well, what, well, you just did. What if I miss it? <laughs> no, if you know the word. Okay, and and then you've dealt with the fear of man. You're you're not. It's like you annihilate the fear of man. It's like you cannot operate in the gifts, worrying about what people think. That's right. you, you step out, God. If if you're if you've spoken to me, then man, I'm I'm going to step out and minister. I mean, really, how big of a risk is it to just to just go up and say, "Can I pray for you?" How how big of a risk is that? And and God is bringing you, sir, and your wife into a new dimension of ministry. And you've been frustrated because things haven't gone the way you thought. But the Lord's saying that, um, that some of that frustration is just, is just getting flesh out of the way so that you'll do things His way. And if you'll do things His way, you're going to see breakthrough. You're going to see all the things, that, the dream, the vision, all the stuff that God's put in your heart. God's going to yet bring it to pass. Now, lay your frustration down at the foot of Jesus. And you listen to Him and, he, it, you, and lay your plans and your thoughts aside. And get out of your own boots. Get out of your own shoes. Your, your own way that you thought it was going to happen. And if you listen to God, that's how it's going to happen. And the things that are in your heart, the Lord placed there. But the way you're going to bring it to pass is, is not the way you've done it in the past altogether. You follow Him, and you're going to see the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the, the, the impact, the kingdom impact that you, that you desire. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, we're going, to, I mean, we're going to see the gifts of the Spirit operate and manifest, and it comes by you and I hearing God and dealing with the fear of man. And so one last thing I want to hit, I'll touch on tonight, and, we'll, and we're going to come back tomorrow night, and we're going, to, I mean, we're going to see the gifts operate, not just through me. So man, maybe I cleared out the crowd tomorrow night. I don't know. We'll find out. No, the gifts, the gifts can operate through you. Everybody say, through me. Through me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, it's Peter, right? Okay. And, what, and remind me of your wife's name. Kayla. Kayla. So, Peter, you stand pretty tall. How tall are you? Yeah. You stand pretty tall, but you're taller in the spirit realm than you are in the natural. 
You stand tall, sir, in, 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 in your wife. And, uh, and, the, and man, God's hand is on you guys. I'm telling you, the, the hand of the Lord is on you. You're raising up a generation. You're raising up an army of, of people, young people, but also uh, you know, people of all ages. I just see you guys ministering the word and power and authority. And you guys making many disciples, raising people up. Man, the hand of God's on you guys. You're gonna be, God's going to build his kingdom and his church through, through, through you guys. You stand much taller uh, in, in, the, in the spirit than you are in the natural. And so, Father, we just want to thank you. You guys stand up for just a second. Father, we just, I'll stretch your hands out toward this couple. Father, we just want to thank you for uh, this precious couple. We thank you for your hand on their lives. And Father, I, I thank you that the things you that the things that you birthed in them, and the things you've the dreams and vision that they have, Father, it's of you. And I thank you. I see I see God bringing a team around you, a big a, a large team around you to accomplish His purpose, His kingdom. Praise God. He's pleased with you the way you submit to your pastors, the way the way you lead other people. And uh, man, uh, God God's going to use you guys mightily in this in this third great awakening in this in this move of God and father I just thank you for uh, the recognizing the team it's real important who you connect with it's real important uh, who you receive from and so father I thank you that, that you're going to connect give them divine connections divine appointments open doors that no man will shut and I just hear the Lord's uh, saying I hear an abundance of rain an abundance of rain is coming and abundance of finances is coming in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, um, I, man, God's going to do, man, he's just, he's just wanting to do lots of good stuff through, the, through uh, us hearing him. Amen. Praise God. I mean, there, it's just like there's, there is a, a flow of his of his voice in the place. So I've got good stuff that I want want to teach, but let's just lift our hands and thank him. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father. Thank you for using us. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us. Just just tell the Lord, Father, I, I am your sheep and I can hear your voice. I can recognize your voice. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Father, we praise you. We worship you. We worship you, Father. Thank you for the release of the gifts of the Spirit, the release of the voice of God. Thank you, Father. Just worship Him now a minute. Just close in on the Lord. Just focus on Him. Father, worship you. Thank you. Thank you for speaking to your people. Thank you for revealing things to your people. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Man, God's talking to people right now. Man, there's lots of powerful things He's speaking. He's revealing to you, revealing to you uh, in, in Jesus' name, Father. There, the, man, there's a healing power of God just right now here in this place. If you need healing in your body, just stand up. If you need healing in your body, there's a healing power of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father.
Father, you said you sent your word and healed them. So, uh, Lord, I just, I just, uh, but put, put your hand, if you can, put your hand close to wherever the problem is or the pain is or whatever it is. And, and those that are around them, you guys, you guys, if you can, lay hands on them. But we're just going to release healing right now. Father, in Jesus' name, there's a healing power of God just flooding these bodies. Uh, we, we, we rebuke pain. Jesus, you took, you bore our pains. So we don't have to. And so I thank you, Father. The healing virtue of Jesus is touching everybody here. Strength, resurrection life. Father, quickens every mortal body here in the name of Jesus. Pain, you go in Jesus' name. Disease, you go. Tumors are, are tumors and growths and warts are dissolving right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for that. And all kinds of arthritic pain, all kinds of joint pain. I just, uh, there's, there's pain in the knees and, and hips that God's healing right now. Father, I thank you for healing those knees and healing those hips and, and all, those, all those joints in the name of Jesus. There, you're, all kinds of arthritic pain is leaving in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for that. Praise God. Uh, someone's uh, eyes, someone's got cataract on your eyes and God's restoring your, uh, your sight right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord. Uh, man, I, I, um, God's opening up ears in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Father. Thank you for the healing power of God touching these bodies, backs, Backs are being healed right now in Jesus' name. Father, we, we just command those backs to be whole and healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Father, I just bless you. I thank you. I worship you, Lord. Come on, worship Him with me. Just thank Him for His healing power. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We thank you, Father, for the gifts of the Spirit. It's being manifest right now in Jesus' name. Now there's some hearts being healed right now in Jesus' name. Arteries being opened up, heart arrhythmia being healed in the name of Jesus. Father, we just bless you and thank you for that. Praise God. Thank you, Father. There's some cysts on some ovaries that are being dissolved right now in Jesus' name. Some scar tissue now is being healed. There's an internal makeover taking place on the inside of you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for that. Bladder infections, kidney infections, in the name of Jesus, are being, uh, you're being delivered and free from that. Father, we thank you for that. Praise God. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Man, God's, God's really doing a, doing a work. Did you have something, honey? Anything on your heart? Thank you, Father. Uh, I just hear all, uh, some kind of blood disorder. God's healing your, God's healing your blood. It's like uh, it's cre creating a weakness. It's like low iron in your blood, and God's, God's restoring that, making it making you whole in Jesus' name.
Praise God. Praise God. Man, He loves you guys. He wants you well. He wants you well. He didn't want you to suffer. He, Jesus already took, took your pains. He already, he already took stripes on His back. Um, someone's been in a lot of mental torment um, and, and on into depression. And I just want you to know, those thorns that Jesus took in His head, that was for you. And, and the chastisement of your peace was upon Him. And right now, praise God. Okay, who's bold enough to just say you've been dealing with that, just been tormenting and depression, you, you, and you want to be free from that? Just lift your hand. Who is that? Okay. In the name of Jesus, we, we just break that off of you in Jesus' name. We break that oppression and that depression. You don't belong in the body of Christ. Father, I thank you for setting them free right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All that oppression, all that depression, it's got to go in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for giving them, uh, giving them just a vision of, your, uh, of their future and, and what, you're, what you're doing in their lives. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Father, you're a good God. You love us. You care about us. Father, you, 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 you believe in us. You, you, you've, uh, you're abundantly, uh, you abundantly pardon us. And we bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. And forgetting all, all of His benefits, who forgives all your, your iniquities and heals all of your diseases. Even if I didn't mention it, He's healed all of it. In Jesus' name. He's healed all of it in Jesus' name. He's healed all of it in Jesus' name. We thank You for it, Father. We praise You, Lord. We worship You, Father. Thank You, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Praise God. Guys, He wants you well so you can, you can finish your race with joy. Well, you can finish your race strong. Man, and the, and the enemies try to, try to stop you. But I'm telling you, if we'll, if we'll just spend time with Him, He's going to show us. He's going to show us what He's doing in our lives. He's going to show us what he, what he plans to do in our lives. And I'm telling you, it's, it's, you, there's an expectation of good that you need to have right now. Not an expectation of worry. This, this, this is of, of, of anxiety. And all. Listen, we, this is our finest hour. This is your finest hour. Amen. We're not, we, look, we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And He's our Father. And He's got a plan for your life. And man, it's not, man He's not done with you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Now, how many of you uh, that stood for healing, how many of you, how many of you felt something different or, or, you, or there's some manifestation of, of healing in your body, right? How many of you felt that or, or received that tonight? Amen? And then, okay, there's, there, then listen, you could wake up tomorrow morning like, the, like Cheryl Pruitt that I shared the other night. She woke up, Kenneth Hagin laid his hands on her, and the next morning she had polio. The next morning she woke up and her, her leg grew out. And so... You, you keep the switch of faith turned on. If, we, if you stood up for healing tonight, 
uh, man, it's going to manifest. Amen. And, and if, it, if it didn't tonight, it will. Because the healing power of God is, is here. The power of the Lord is present to heal. And, and, and again, we just, uh, guys, that's, I just did what I heard. Okay, you can do the same thing. Whenever you're ministering to people, it's just, God, we're just going to step out and let you, let you move. And, and you want to bless your people. You love people. Yeah? Praise God. Thank you, Father. Father, I just want to thank you for what, what you've done tonight and what you're doing in us. And I thank you for stirring up the voice of God in us, Lord. And uh, signs, wonders, and miracles. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, we'll, we'll we're gonna. I'm gonna turn this back over to Pastor John, but we're gonna, you know, we'll just pick up here tomorrow night, and then we're gonna, we're gonna let the Spirit of God move. And it's, again, it's not just gonna be me. It's not just gonna be me. Amen. It's gonna be you're gonna. God's gonna. The gifts are gonna operate through you, and we're gonna we're gonna act. We're gonna see the active activation of the gifts through you. Say through me. Praise God. And uh, man, if you know somebody who is sick and uh, needs, needs healing, man, come. Because again, the, the, he said, how, how, do we, how do we operate, how do we cooperate with the choreography of the Spirit? And how do we see miracles? It's by the hearing of faith. And, and the things, I'm, I've got two more things I want to focus on, on, what, on obstacles that hinder us. But God, you get rid of the obstacles and you're hearing. Boom, 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 boom. You see, and miracles start happening. Signs, wonders, and miracles start happening. So I, I love it. I love, I love the Holy Spirit. Don't you? Amen. Praise God. And I so appreciate your pastors that love the Holy Spirit and, and allow, him, allow Him to move. It's awesome. Praise God. So um, I, I, want you, I, I want you to meditate on this tonight, okay? Uh, Lord, show me my heart the way you see me. If there's... If there's anybody in my life that I'm walking in the fear of man toward, show me. And, and I, I'm not going to be rude to that person. I'm not going to be arrogant to that person. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be unchristlike toward that person. But, but Father, I'm coming out from underneath the fear of man. Because the fear, the fear of the Lord. Guys, it's strong confidence, and then the anointing starts operating, and he just manifested it tonight. It's awesome. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Pastor John, I'll just turn it over to you, and, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's all stand. Let's all stand. I just have it on my heart. Let's just praise God again. Amen. Let's just raise both hands. Just raise both hands up and just thank him for what he's done tonight. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Well, Lord, we thank you so much for healing bodies, for setting people free, for clearing minds, for clearing the future, for clearing uh, the fear. Father, we thank you. Thank you for what you've done in me tonight, Lord God. Thank you what you, so thank him now. Thank, use your voice and thank him for what, for what you've, he's done in you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name.
God, we give you glory and honor and praise for all that you've done. We thank you for, for, uh, for uh, Pastor Greg and Janice, but Lord, we thank you for you. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love for us. And Lord, we give you the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Praise your holy name.